Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. Great to be with you today. We have a great show today. We are welcoming back one of our favorite guests, a longtime and frequent guest on the HR Happy Hour Show, Gretchen Allercon from ServiceNow. Uh, before we welcome her, I, of course, want to thank our friends at Paychex for all their support. This episode of the HR Happy Hour is brought to you by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR payroll, retirement, and insurance solutions for businesses of all sizes. Financial capital has long been established as a key driver of business performance, but today business leaders are increasingly recognizing the importance of their human capital in driving success. Download Paychecks' latest guide to discover while breaking down the silos between HR and finance can result in better business strategy and growth, as well as 14 simple HR metrics your teams should be tracking and why. To download the new ebook, please visit payx.me slash fdmresearch. And many, many thanks to our friends at Paychex. Yeah, so I mentioned Gretchen Allerkin back on the show uh, from ServiceNow. Let me formally intro you, Gretchen. You, you've been on this. You know, many times you've been on the show. I, I don't know what the number is. It's at least six probably now. But uh, we're so excited to have you here. Gretchen, uh, if you don't know, and you should by this point, she's the vice president and general manager of HR service delivery at ServiceNow. She has more than 20 years of innovation experience at the intersection of people and technology. Gretchen is passionate about building products to transform HR and the employee experience with digital workflows. Recognized as a top HR tech thought leader, Gretchen brings a unique view of the challenges many organizations face as they reimagine the future of work. Gretchen, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? It's I'm well, thank you. It's great to see you as we sort of do. We're still early in the new year. I think I think happy new year can still be can still be wished, right? Uh, as we record this. Always good. <laughs> yeah. We have a great subject today. We re- we've done a look like every other work and workplace kind of uh, outlet or media property. We've done a ton of COVID content on this podcast over the last couple of years and how could you not really? But one thing we haven't specifically dug into is employee communication, right? Internal communication and connection and really deliberately. We've talked about hybrid work some, we've talked about safety some, but we haven't really talked a lot about communication, which we're going to talk about today in in, in some detail, which I think is a great subject and a really important one as organizations continue to work from home, right? Uh, Largely. Uh, But before we get into that, Gretchen, uh, probably been almost a year since you've been on the show or so. Uh, if, If I'd love to get a little update from you uh, what's been happening at ServiceNow? What's kind of exciting as you guys head into 2022? Yeah, you know, we've had so much going on. It's It's been so much fun to be on the rocket ship, as we call it, at, at ServiceNow. Um, and really be thinking about how do we focus on being the system of action, system of engagement for employees. And, you know, for me, what's been really exciting to think about this is really putting my head into as an employee, how are you managing all the different things that are coming at you and still trying to drive your career and thinking about your personal growth. So a lot of our focus in the last year has been on things like, where does an employee go to get information? We've looked at things like our employee center, or if you're thinking about making a change, whether that's a new job or new assignments within your current role, what journeys are you going on? And how can we help you be better supported throughout those journeys? And then there's a big topic, as you know, mentioning hybrid workplace, where is all this work happening? So thinking about people and places and what is that intersection of that going to look like? Those are kind of the three kind of driving forces that we've been focused on for the last year, really. And 
going to probably be the foundation of what we do into 22 as well. There's just so much opportunity and so much to talk about in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Gretchen, for for that update. It's it, ServiceNow is a such an interesting company because you're playing in this kind of um, it, it's it's not like the classic sense, right, of an HR software. It's not performance management right. per se. It's not payroll per se, which are important things. Believe me, I, I'm a I love payroll, right? Uh, I think about it a lot, quite frankly. <laughs> but you're really getting into things that are are those deep connective kinds of things that help connect people to each other, connect people back to the organization and support them critically, right? Supporting them mm-hmm. throughout the, the use the word journey. It's a good word. I, I was trying to think of a better word. I don't have a better word for it, honestly. The, the journeys that they take um, in, inside in, in the organization and as they move along their career path. So I think it's, it's exciting that the, the tools that you guys create are, uh, can really drive a lot of like meaningful impact in organizations, I think. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's exciting about this focus too, you know, there's always going to be a need for a human capital management system, right? So this, this is nothing about- And you know a lot about that. You spent a lot of time building human <laughs> capital management systems, sure. I've got some strong opinions on, on HCM, for sure. Um, but, you know, I think that this thinking about what does an employee need in terms of thinking across the enterprise is different, right? So thinking about more in terms of all the things that I have going on throughout my day, sometimes I need to be into the HCM, but a lot of times I'm just looking for basic information, answers to my questions, where do I want to go next? And so for me, it's been a fantastic shift in paradigm and really thinking about, you know, how do we help employees really build those connections, whether those are to people or to systems or to processes across the entire company. Yeah, I think that's really, really true, uh, Gretchen. I mentioned at the top, we, we have done a ton of COVID content, which we have, but we have not talked a lot about um, it's sort of intentional communication and both from a strategic point of view and also from a technology point of view, right? Like we've all used Zoom thousands of times. We're talking on Zoom right now and Teams and all those things. And we're sort of familiar and we get all that stuff, I think. But maybe we'll step back a little bit from, from the tools and talk a little bit more about the approach as we head into 2022 and organizations continually dealing with these externalities that are putting stress on uh, people, on processes, on just just the f- physically getting work done. Uh, I'd love for you to maybe talk a little bit about um, your thoughts on what HR leaders and business leaders should be thinking about in terms of keeping people engaged and 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 sort of keeping communications effective as we sort of collectively head into, oh my God, I can't believe this is all still happening kind of phase of this. <laughs> I like that as a new phase. We're not going to actually use a term for it. We're just going to call the, oh my gosh, yeah. we're still here. <laughs> How is this still happening? Um, right. Um, you know, I think it's interesting to think about employee communications because I would argue that if you talk to most HR people, they would say they've had a lot of focus on employee communications in the last couple of years. And, and they're right, right? Because you think about the number of broadcast announcements they have had to get out to their populations around offices are open, offices are closing, be vaccinated, put your kids, like there's been a lot of communication out to employees. Um, but I think that the thing that I'm seeing is kind of a nuance as we head into this next year is we need to get past those broadcast announcements and into the things that are really relevant for specific employees, personalized to me. So, you know, yes, I understand we have a corporate challenge, right? We're looking at what's going to happen in terms of new office entry procedures. 
And I care about that at the corporate level and that I want to make sure everybody's safe. But for me specifically, what do I need to do to re-enter the office? What do I need to do to have my next meeting with my manager? What do I need to do if our benefits are changing, right? So a lot of the emphasis on communications in the last year, I would suspect, has been more at that broadcast level and not so much of that at targeted to the individual employee or groups of employees. And so to me, we're kind of hitting a shift there where we need to start really talking about personalization that people are looking for. Yeah, question. I think that's a great observation. And I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I do feel like, and through, through kind of, you were just required to write the reaction uh, in 2020, maybe even into 2021 was so just fighting fires, right? You're reacting, you're just trying to figure out what's happening, where, who's been impacted, how do we inform them, X, Y, Z, right? This office is closed, this office is open. It was just, just mass, mass, mass. And then we then all organizations, if they hadn't already adopted them, pretty much all organizations that felt like they needed to adopted Zoom and adopted Teams or Slack or pick your pick your communication kind of platform. And I think maybe we got lulled into thinking, okay, now we've got a, there's a tool now where anybody could communicate with anybody else besides email, right? We've always had that, but, you know, and then we kind of said, okay, let's move on to the next thing. But as you said, what really matters now, and it probably has always mattered, is not so much, okay, what's the entire, what is the information the entire company needs to know? That's always been important, but what do I need to know? Like, what, how do I figure out where the information is that I need, not just for me personally, but also in the context of what I'm doing? I, I, I'd love for you to maybe, if you could talk a little bit, Gretchen, about the importance of kind of discoverability of, of information and kind of maybe some of the things that you work on, you and the team there to help your customers improve that, the ability to just find information that's going to support people in their individual roles and in their teams. Yeah, you know, I think it's, a, it's an important concept, right? Because if you think about it, all of us live in a world right now where in our personal space, anything is discoverable, right? Quickly, we are, we are one search term away from finding things. Um, and a lot of organizations still haven't made that shift when they think about the tools that are available to employees, whether that's search on your portal or search on your mobile phone. Um, so that idea that something is discoverable and targeted to you is still a, you know, kind of a stretch for some organizations. Um, so there's a, what can I find when I search question? Um, and especially if I have to go to multiple places to look for information, right? Because again, what I'm used to is go to one portal, hit search, and the entire universe comes back to me. Um, but if my organization is still saying, oh, you have to go to the HR portal for this question, the IT portal for that question, and this is a finance question, you right. know, you're asking the employee to shift paradigms. And that is frustrating, right? Because again, I probably in my head allocated about 30 seconds to get from my question to an answer. And so how quickly can you solve that problem? And some organizations are looking at virtual agents for that. Some organizations are looking at AI search for that. So there are tools out there, but there's kind of a, a, a starting principle of everything should be searchable, right? Mm -hmm. Everything should, what information is made available to your employees? And then I think the other piece that comes with that too is understanding that employees don't always use the same terminology, right? So right. one of the, the challenges and opportunities when we think about uh, machine learning is, or, and, and language is to say, hey, you know, I call it a paycheck. HR calls it a payslip. 
am I going to find it if I use a phrase paycheck or are they going to say no results because I didn't use the exact same terminology, right? So there's a terminology yeah. question there. And then I said the last piece that really comes up a lot is what channel are they going to use? Because, you know, a lot of organizations spend time thinking about their portal and they absolutely should. Um, but a lot of other organizations have said, look, that portal's been static for forever. So is that where you're directing people? Do you want them to be able to use a mobile? Is it on Teams? Like, what are the ways, the doors that your employees are opening to look for information? And is it consistent across all those different areas? Because I have to know it's an HR question and I have to ask it on my on my phone versus it's a finance question and that's only available from the portal. Like, yeah. it, it's too complex for me to understand and I'm just going to stop asking the question. And now you have a disengaged employee. Yeah. And you need to take into account, especially in the larger organizations or the enterprises uh, out there. And, and, and certainly I, I imagine a lot of customers that you work with. Yeah, they're one big organization, but there are probably hundreds of mini organizations, right? You have frontline workers who are going to be on mobile phones, even if that, if they're able to, you have desk workers, you have remote workers, you have maybe offshore workers, right? Maybe you're doing development and, you know, outside of the country somewhere and all of those folks are going to have different requirements, uh, different needs and different uh, expectations even probably, right? Of, of how they want to be able to find the information that they need, A, to do their jobs and then B, to get to receive the information that they need from the organization. Is, is that something you guys think about or work on in terms of, hey, we've got to be able to deliver not just information and communication, but basically to enable kind of process delivery or process execution, if that's the right word. I'm not sure what word you guys use for that, but process uh, enablement uh, just in in a myriad of different ways and on different modalities. Is that that the right way to say it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 you know, it starts with understanding you know, what are the, the processes that you expect your employees to have access to, right? So um, back to that whole thing around, am I broadcasting or am I just targeting a message to someone who had a flexible spending account last year and I want them to know that they need to re-up for next year, right? That isn't yeah. they send it to 50,000 employees, that's send it to the 22,000 who actually made this choice. And then, right. you know, as deadlines are approaching, narrow those communications down so people know they need to take action. But the other part about that, too, is making sure that when you do that, it's actionable. So it's not just an opportunity to say, you know, all of this is here, but we want you to actually do something and here's how we get you to it. You know, a a great example of that is, you know, we have a a large uh, consulting firm that we partner with, you know, global hundreds of thousands of employees, and they were looking at agility as one of their biggest drivers. Um, And for them, they wanted this to be a place where they would say, hey, we need a central place where employees can access everything they need. So they're using our platform for that. And then right now, where we're focused with them is on onboarding and return to workplace processes. So again, really focusing in on which employees are going through this process and what actions do we want them to take? It can't just be information. It needs to be tied to Information is good, but tell me what my next step is. So I feel like I have done the thing that I need to. That's the reason I looked for this information in the first place. Yeah, Gretchen, I'm glad you, I almost kind of stopped you a second ago to sort of make that same point or really to ask the question. And I don't want to, I don't want to say I've sort Mm -hmm. of 
done a really deep survey of all the kinds of, there's a lot of, especially in the HR space, Gretchen, I'm sure you're well aware of, there's quite a few solutions that have emerged over the last, I don't know, half a dozen years that are um, uh, AI in air quotes, you know, kind of AI, uh, AI search capability. Kind of the idea is give us your portal, give us all your documents, your handbooks, your policies, your procedures, anything you've got. We'll digest it in. You can go into a chat bot or something and, and we can spit back out that information to you and maybe do some of the matching, like the paycheck, pay slip stuff as well. And that, I think those things are pretty cool. I've seen a few of them. I, I don't know that most of them, if not any of them, can really do much more right now than just present the information back. So you made, a, I think, a really important point of, um, so if the, the inquiry is something along the lines of, hey, how do I adjust my, uh, you know, how do I adjust my benefits or how do I change my uh, dependents, right? Say uh, something like that for, for a benefit uh, plan or something like that. Those tools might be able to tell you, oh, you got to go to the benefit system and do X, Y, Z. And here are our rules about that. Okay, great. Now I've got to go figure out how to do that. I guess is my point versus the ability <laughs> to get that information, to get that answer, you know, in a manner that, that uh, is timely, it's accurate, et cetera, et cetera. And then can take me down the path of actually doing what it is I want to do. Cause I don't really just want to know how to do that thing. I want to actually do that thing. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that, you know, employees tend to, to start an engagement like this for two reasons. There is I'm looking for information, which there are cases like that. Hey, you know, do we, it, Martin Luther King weekend, do we have the Monday off? I think so, but I'm not sure, right? So there's <laughs> right. that. Um, but there is also the other side of that, which is I have that question because I was thinking of taking the week off to go skiing. I, you know, so do you need to know about your PTO? Do you want to skip? Do you want to make a request, right? So there is kind of that, what's the likelihood that you're going to a next step? And so part of our whole focus when we're thinking about this from an employee communication standpoint is, as an employee engages with the system, yes, absolutely, we want to shorten time from asking a question to getting information. But if we can go the next step and say, and your next likely action, or, you know, did this resolve it? And if not, what's next for you? How can we help that? So they really feel like they get a resolution. Mm -hmm. And I think where that really starts to become an issue is when you're talking about things that go across the enterprise, because you're not always starting with, I know this is an HR question, right? I might have just a general question and then I may need some more guidance to understand if this is something where, you know, I need to go to procurement to request access to new software or maybe it's IT. So having the communication piece start with what is the employee trying to accomplish and then how can we direct them so that they know what their next step is, I think is really an important part of thinking about employee communications overall. Yeah, absolutely, Gretchen. Uh, thank you for that. Just uh, do a quick reset here. We are talking with Gretchen Arcon, one of our favorite guests on the HR Happy Hour show. Gretchen's at ServiceNow. And we are talking about employee communications and kind of ways to uh, make your communications not only effective, but personalized. And I think really what we're landing on here is, is a little bit more actionable as well, right? And, and to, to sort of support employees in, in creating um, just support employees with personalized experiences that lead to better outcomes, really. That's what it is. Okay, here's what, that's interesting to say. It sounds like it's hard to do. I really, like, I'd love for you to comment a little bit for our listeners, especially, because we're talking a little bit abstractly, which is fine, but like, is this something, and you know, I'm not making this like a, a hard pitch for ServiceNow technology, but we are talking to you from ServiceNow. Is this something that's really difficult to do? to like piece together information, maybe in disparate systems 
be able to present it to employees and, and get, that they're able to engage with it and, and also kind of drive those outcomes they're looking at. Cause it seems like, like, I don't know, like we've, we've known those tales of like enterprise resource planning projects from hell, right? You, you've lived through a lot of them. I did too. So I'd love for you to just describe like how this actually can work. Yeah. You know, I think one of the greatest ways to think about this is, you know, I'm, I'm going back on a journey comment and you don't have to call it a journey. You can call it a process. Like you can call, call it, you know, something that is multiple steps. Right. Um, but if you think about it, what we're looking for in a lot of these cases is to say, you know, from the end user's perspective, as an employee or as a manager, I have an idea of what the outcome is that I'm trying to get to. The challenge is I don't necessarily always know all those steps to get from where I am today to where I need to be. So thinking about if I am taking on a new job inside my company, right? I've, I've found a great opportunity. I'm going to transfer. The you know process from an HR business partner standpoint is pretty straightforward. Take mm-hmm. the employee, change their title, change their job code, maybe give them a salary bump and you're done. Sure. From the employee standpoint, that's really just a starting point, right? I have a new manager. I have a new team I have to meet. I might have new skills that I need to take a look at and say, hey, I need a new learning plan around this. So from an employee standpoint, there are a lot of different steps that need to happen. So one of the things we're really focused on is how do we help the employee and the manager together talk about what that process looks like and lay it out for them so they can actually understand you're on step one of 10. And by the way, your manager may actually be the one who is setting that process up for you because Again, HR's role was to make sure that we had all the, the data correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but the manager is the one who's actually going to help you get to success in your new role. And so for us, that's when we start to really look at our employee journey management to say, let's look at how that process can be improved. So again, the employee is thinking, I'm excited, and I know what my path looks like so I can get back to, you know, get to my next level of productivity and really prove that this is the right transformation for me. Yeah, Gretchen, thank you. And as I recall from seeing some of this in action, right, last year, as we were going through our uh, top uh, HR products of the year process, uh, a lot of this can be fairly easily configured, right? Like the, whatever it's eight steps or 10 steps or 12 steps and, and what this, what those steps entail and what information is presented in each step and what's required to move on, et cetera, et cetera. It's not... Um, it's not like six months of IT people coding this, right, in a, in a, in a dark room somewhere, right? It, it can be kind of managed by either managers or HR, or HR people themselves. Maybe you could just maybe tell us how that works a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I, to me, that's the most important thing, right? So if we're going to be a system of action, we have to be actionable. and <laughs> be pretty easy to use. Um, so and a lot of our focus here really, again, is how does a manager or an HR person define that process and make it easy to adjust the steps and adjust the, the, the process over time, right? Mm-hmm. So it might start by saying, okay, we think generally that new role process is uh, defined with 10 steps. Here's what the manager does. Here's what the employee does. Here's a mentor who has a role to play that sort of a thing. Um, but then, you know, what I might choose to do for someone joining into my organization might be different than what you might choose to do. So mm-hmm. I needed a manager to have a very easy tool to make changes as well and to say, this is different for me, right? Um, or this is something where actually I have to go build a separate process 
very easy to add in because this is something that is specific to my organization. Mm -hmm. So we're really here talking more about configuration than we are building from from scratch. And for those organizations that really want to say, hey, actually, I do want to kind of completely build my own thing. They certainly could use our creator workflows to start from scratch and do a whole process, right? But really for most processes that we're talking about for an employer and manager, it's really configuration within our journey that I'm, I'm seeing as, as where they would want to go next. Yeah. Thanks Gretchen for that. I didn't want to get so deep into it, but I kind of did too, though, because I know, <laughs> well, it's just even from my own perspective, when I first became introduced to ServiceNow in this space, right. And, and learn more about what you guys have been doing, particularly since you've been there. Um, I think everybody who's listening to the show, they know what the payroll system does. They know what the applicant tracking system does. They know what the performance management system mm-hmm. does, right? Those things have been around forever and we get them, right? We get how they work. We understand them. We can conceive how they work without even, even getting into them all that much. But this is something, it's, quite frankly, it's newer. It's a little bit, it's unique, I think, in where it sits. Mm-hmm. And it's also unique in some of the value that it can provide to organizations be, above and beyond, you know, that that great payroll system and that great, you know, applicant tracking system, et cetera. So I, I thought it was important to maybe dive into that a little bit, a little bit more for folks who may not be as familiar. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Yep. I'm always happy to talk about that. <laughs> so Gretchen, we're, it's early 2022, as we said, the, the year three, if I can't believe this is still happening to all of us, is there any kind of, um, things you're thinking about, maybe the team they're thinking about, or some of the bigger uh, organizations you're working with of, Hey, this is going to be pretty important, whether it's, it doesn't have to be COVID. It can be just whatever labor market shortage. It could be, you know, just, uh, just seeking new markets, uh, development, right? I mean, no one can hire anybody. So there's a premium on retaining people. So what, what can we do to try to uh, engage them in such ways that they feel connected to the organization and we we're invested in their development plans. What are some of the things like maybe bigger picture 2022 kind of holds for you and the team there are maybe some of the organizations you're working with that are interesting to you? Yeah. You know, I, I think and, and it is a little bit of a, okay, we're here we go again, right? Um, I definitely think regardless of which round we are on, on on COVID, this whole focus on people and places is going to continue to be a really interesting topic, right? So rather than necessarily saying, you know, work is, you play, is a place you go to, work is a thing you do, and then where you do that work is maybe a new question. And I want to be really clear, that is more of an exempt population challenge, right? If you are a high hourly population, you are in the office or in the manufacturing floor or, you know, on the, on the hospital floor. Yeah. So that people in places question does change a bit depending on the type of worker we're talking about. And I think that's going to continue because I think a lot of organizations are still asking the question around we prove productivity works when people are not necessarily in an office. So then when we bring people to an office, what is the point? What are we trying to accomplish in those times? So I do think that's going to continue to be an ongoing conversation. Um, and with that being an ongoing conversation, back to the employee communications, how you reach people when they are not consistently in a place to hear broadcast messages or what have you is going to continue to be a big opportunity. I think yeah. having the conversation around you know, are you using your social platform more? Are you changing the way that you reach out to people? Are you doing more over mobile? You know, is, is text to chat becoming more of a concern? Um, one of the things I was actually really excited to see us be able to release this last year was the idea that someone might be able to start a conversation with, a, with an agent. Let's just say I, as an employee, reach out on 
virtual agent might have a concern. And then as the agent picks it up, have the agent be within teams, then able to actually say, actually, I need to talk to you live and let's just take this to a phone yeah, call, right? Cool. So again, yeah. being able to say that, you know, this started, we thought this was simple. It's not, you need a live conversation. Let's move that way. So I think those sorts of things around how you better reach your employees, regardless of what channel they're, they're coming through, are really going to be important and they're going to continue to be, you know, a large question around engagement just to kind of capture them. And then you mentioned skills. I actually think generally what we are going to see a lot of conversations around are, you know, as organizations try to hire, are, are being challenged for hiring, I think we're going to see people looking at different ways of engaging their employees and how do you develop, right? So that, you know, journey accelerator capability of, you know, you had one role, you're moving into another role. I think there's going to be a huge focus on how do I make more learning available to my employees? Mm -hmm. um, today, we have that. We have a capability we call learning posts where we can make it available in a process. But I think generally thinking about, I need to get an employee who is here. I want them to stay. So I want them to have better enrichment opportunities, which might mean new role, new assignment, new projects. And then how am I going to enable them to be successful in that, right? So I think that whole sense of, giving employees more opportunities, but then supporting them into those new opportunities is going to be a really big focus this upcoming year. Yeah, Gretchen, I think you're right on that. But to me, it's maybe the big story for this year for sort of human capital broad strokes, right? Because um, the focus has been, and I'm guilty of it too, right? Oh, the labor market, the number of open jobs, unemployment, et cetera, et cetera. No one can hire, right? We we spent six months reading story after story, right? If you're in your Apple News or your Google News about you know, Joe's Bakery on Main Street can't find anybody to work, right? Multiply that times 50,000. I think I read 50,000 of those stories this year and they're all true stories. I'm not knocking them, but like from the salespeople will always tell you, I don't know if you're stupid, Gretchen, but the sales will always tell you, hey, we got to worry about the customers we have. It's easier to keep a customer, right? And, and maybe expand what we're doing with that customer versus go out and find a brand new one, right? Uh, from nowhere. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing's true with employees, right. right? It's super hard to recruit right now, no matter what the industry it is, no matter what part of the country you're in, no matter what skill level you're recruiting for, but you've got all these employees, right? Kind of in place. What, what are we doing for them and, and, and to help them and to right. grow them, right? And, and to make sure that uh, that they, they do want to stay, right? Because it's much better to continue to nurture and grow employees and develop employees than it is to go out there and find this mysterious employee out there, candidate out there that we, can, <laughs> we can't find, right? I, I just, I think that's, yeah. yeah. Well, it's important too, because done right, you're going to wind up developing, you know, your next level of management or supervisors or what have you, right? Because you have people who are going to be stretched and then you want to make sure at the same time that you're not pushing so hard that you're pushing into burnout, right? So there's going to be a really interesting nuance there around, you know, we can't hire as fast as we wanted to. We have people who maybe we would have said we're ready for a new role in two years. Could they do it now? And if yeah, they could no, do it now, a, what would that look like, great, right? It's a great point. Yeah, I was just reading, uh, then, then, then I won't go on forever about this because I, I this is a whole other show maybe we could do, but I was just reading like an MIT, <laughs> a pretty long MIT study. I was reading it this morning and they figured out like what's driving people to resign, the great resignation stuff. And 
16th on the list was compensation and benefit stuff. That was 16. They, they, mm-hmm. they identified 15 other things that were driving more resignations before comp and then. Now, again, that's not true with every industry and every type of role and a lot of frontline workers and in kind of service jobs that may be true. But uh, yeah, so uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Gretchen, I don't want to, I'll keep you all day, which is not fair to you. So I don't want to do that. We'll, we'll get you back on the show later in the year and circle back on some of these things. I'd love to do that if you're, if you're, if you're game for it. Absolutely. I'm always up for these kinds of conversations. Love it. Longtime guest, Gretchen Alcon, ServiceNow. So for folks who want to learn more about some of the technologies and some of the solutions and capabilities that we sort of talked about a little bit, Gretchen, where would you, you like them to go? Absolutely. Hit up ServiceNow.com. That is your spot. All right. Awesome. And we can find you, your LinkedIn, Twitter stuff. You're very <laughs> popular, but top, top. Always available. <laughs> No, Gretchen's the best. Always you know, available and always wanting to geek out on these sorts of HR topics. I love so it. No, it's whichever cool. venue works. Absolutely. We will uh, put that information in the show notes as well, as well as the link to the ServiceNow stuff. Uh, it's good to see you, Gretchen. Glad you're well. Happy New Year once again. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks so much. This has been uh, the HR Happy Hour Show. I want to thank Gretchen Otacon one more time from ServiceNow. I want to thank our friends at Paychex for all their support as well. So uh, this uh, has been a great episode of the HR Happy Hour Show. Catch out all the archives at hrhappyhour.net. We will see you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.